Thanks for tuning in to My Weight Live, the podcast where we talk to medical experts about the latest research and how you can apply it to reaching your best weight. If you'd like to learn more, visit us at myweightwhattoknow.com or search My Weight What to Know on Facebook. We're always posting new articles, videos, and tools that make living a healthy life easier. Endocrinologist and weight management expert, Dr. Scott Isaacs is here with us tonight talking about why it's time to take a new approach for weight loss in the new year. Dr. Isaacs, thanks so much for being here with us tonight. It's good to be with you. Thank you. So Dr. Isaacs, we're calling this show New Year, New Approach. And I'd like to start off by talking about why it's time to start thinking differently about what it takes to reach a healthier weight. Well, it can be really difficult to have long-term weight loss with just a diet. And the reason for that, we know, is based on human biology. When you lose weight, your hormones change, and they change in ways to drive the weight back up again. So the hormones that make you feel full go down, the hormones that make you hungry go up, the metabolism goes down, it's called metabolic adaptation. And so without any changes in what you're doing, the weight loss can stop or even start coming back again. And that's human biology, and that can be very difficult. And we recognize that now, and that's why more and more we use medications for weight loss because they address these biological changes that occur when you lose weight. So I'm going to read something from the website for your clinic, which I absolutely love. It says, if you follow almost any diet, you will lose weight, but eventually the weight loss stops. And then without doing anything differently, you slowly or sometimes rapidly start gaining back the weight. All right, so I can imagine the folks watching at home who are nodding as I say that because it so perfectly describes their experience. Why does that happen? Why, why does that weight regain happen even when we're not doing anything differently? You can lose weight on any diet. It, it could be a fad diet. It could be a healthy, balanced diet. So the, the, the thing that makes weight loss successful initially is just calories. It's calories in, calories out. But the body is sensing those calories and it's sensing its own weight. And the body has what's called a set point. And that's where the brain thinks your weight should be. And when you lose weight, your hormones change to try to get your weight right back up to the set point. So human biology is driving your weight back up to that original set point. And the problem is when you gain weight, the set point goes up. But when you lose weight, the set point stays at a higher level. It's a one-way street. Dr. Isaacs, my next question for you is about willpower. And I'm going to quote the website for your clinic again. If our hormones are out of balance, biology overwhelms the strongest willpower. Weight loss is not about willpower to lose weight and keep it off for good. You must address your body's biochemistry. So that concept of weight loss is not about willpower really goes against what most people believe about weight loss. Why is it not all about willpower? Well, that is what most people believe and have believed for a long time. And when someone's not successful, they just feel like if I just had more willpower, I could lose the weight. But because of science and because of what we've learned about uh, the biology of weight and of appetite, we know now that it really is uh, a biological and a hormonal situation, that when you lose weight, the hormones change to stop that weight loss and to make it very difficult to have ongoing weight loss. And so this is a biological thing that's happening. And willpower will never win out over human biology in the long run. It's like if someone's hungry and you tell them not to eat, it's like telling someone not to breathe. It's just not humanly possible to, to, to overcome human biology with willpower alone. 
we know a lot of people feel, you know, my weight is my fault. Um, I should have been able to get this under control on my own. Can you talk about why that's not the case? A lot of people do feel guilty about their weight and they blame themselves for their weight. It's a normal thing. The truth is, we all play a part in our in our health, but with with weight, it's much more than just what we what we want or what we do. It there is human biology involved, and so when someone is not successful losing weight, we don't look at that as a f personal failure. We look at that as a medical condition that needs to be treated. So, Dr. Isaacs, you've shared what we're up against from a biology perspective, but the good news is there are medical treatments here that can really help someone get over the hump and avoid some of that weight regain. So talk a little bit about what those treatments are and how they can help us be more successful with weight loss. The good news is that we have a, a several medications now that can be very helpful for weight loss. For many years, we didn't have a lot of good options. But in the last several years, new medications have come out that address the biology of weight loss, in particular, that spike in appetite that occurs when, when, when you lose weight. A lot of people will say, well, I can lower my calories and lose weight for a while, but then it gets, it, the, the, I start getting hungry and the weight starts coming back. And so medications not only allow that initial weight loss, but allow the weight loss to keep going. And the good thing about medications is that they also help with weight maintenance. And so, as we were talking about earlier, the most difficult part of losing weight is keeping it off. And so, if you can have a medication that helps you with long-term maintenance, it's going to really uh, be a game changer. So you've talked about the medical treatments that are available, which is really exciting. But accessing those treatments will require the help of a medical professional. And a lot of people feel like, I should be able to do this on my own. Can you talk about how a physician like yourself can really make a difference for some people? Well, if you've been working really hard at losing weight and not being successful, then that's a perfect situation for seeing a weight loss specialist, seeing a physician, and talking to them about a medication for weight loss. You don't have to do it on your own, and we have a lot of professionals that are out there that are there to help people. That's what we're here for. And we're very fortunate now that we have a number of medications that are available to help people when they have difficulty losing weight with diet and exercise alone. So one of the things that's been most interesting to me over the last 10 years is the way the medical community has started viewing obesity differently, recognizing that it's a chronic medical condition. And really now it's almost like diabetes or high blood pressure, high cholesterol. We have a range of treatment options and we recognize that for many people, lifestyle choices alone aren't going to be enough. Talk a little bit about how the medical community has changed in its view of weight over the last few years. The medical community has changed in a lot of ways in how we view weight. It used to be viewed as mostly a cosmetic issue. And the fat cell was really viewed as, as an inert organ that simply just stored fat. Now we know the fat cell is actually a dynamic endocrine organ that produces hormones that regulate appetite. That was the beginning of the understanding that, that weight management is a biological situation. Now we know there are many hormones that come from the pancreas, the gut, uh, other part, the stomach, other parts of the body that um, regulate appetite and metabolism. And the science of obesity has really matured in the last two decades. So we're recognizing it's a lot more complicated than we originally thought, <laughs> that it's not as simple as eat less, move more for, for many people. 
That's exactly right. And the, the science is moving along at a rapid pace, but there, we're getting more, better and better understanding of the hormones and the brain chemicals and how they work and how they affect uh, body weight. So this is the time of year that people set New Year's resolutions and swear that this year it's going to be different, they're going to be able to lose weight and keep it off. How can we use the biological reality you described earlier to really help us find an approach that's going to work? It is the most common time of the year to try to lose weight in the new year. And, and as you were already alluding to, a lot of people, those resolutions don't last very long. And so I think it is great to have the new year to start the resolution. But really, the key is to have this focus on healthy weight and healthy lifestyle for the whole year. And when things happen to derail you, um, don't let that, don't fall off the wagon and just, and just give up, but get started back again and really just try to keep that effort plugging along of trying to be healthy and have that, that successful weight loss. And it can get difficult. And as, as you lose weight, the weight loss may start slowing down, the hunger starts to increase, the metabolism slows down. And so that is when we can use uh, medications or other types of treatments to help with uh, weight loss and to help keep the weight loss going. So I think we all have that person in our minds, either a neighbor or someone on TV who changes their diet, gets some exercise, and they very successfully lose weight and keep it off. And it's easy to compare ourselves to that person. Why does that approach work for some people and not others? 98% of people that lose weight will gain it back within five years. So what makes that other 2% different? Part of the answer to that is the National Weight Control Registry, which is a collection of people who have successfully lost weight and kept it off for a long time, and they track data about these patients. And first of all, we know they maintain a healthy lifestyle, a low-calorie diet. They eat breakfast every day, they exercise, and they get good rest. Having this healthy lifestyle and a constant focus on, on trying to maintain the weight is one of the best ways that you can, in a long term, maintain that weight and not gain it back. But even with the best efforts, many people will still regain some of the weight. So you said that for successful weight loss over the long term, we need to have a really detailed and specific plan. So how would you suggest someone work with a weight loss expert like yourself to develop the plan that's right for them? In order to lose weight and keep it off, you have to have a plan. That's the first thing. And I see a lot of the time when people get started on a weight loss program, they don't have a specific plan. And if you don't have a plan, you're very likely to go off course. And so your plan needs to involve your lifestyle, your nutrition, how are you going to have the healthy foods around you, your, your, your exercise, and how is that going to happen, and also to involve your family and friends. You can't do this on your own. You need the support of others. And once you get that plan in place, you need to revise it with time, but you need to really try to stick to it. And if you go off track, if the plan isn't going the way it should. Don't let that totally derail you. Don't let that be the end of the, of the plan, but take a pause and get started again because this is, you're in this for the long haul. And so we don't try to have quick fixes. Really, this is, we want to focus on permanent lifestyle changes that are going to help with this long term. So do you suggest that someone look back at their weight history perhaps and think through, well, this is, was helpful to me, or gosh, when I tried this approach, I, I fell off, to, off the wagon. D do you suggest looking at our history to kind of assess what has worked for us in the past? 
Well, doctors like to do that. When we, when we see our patients who have been struggling with weight, we take a weight history. And it's very helpful to understand those situations that may have led to weight loss or weight gain over the years. But it's very common to see life situations that lead to weight gain, whether it's a stressful life event, a pregnancy, a death in the family. So if you can identify what worked and what didn't work, I think that's a very effective way. So when you're working with a patient to develop that specific and detailed plan, what are the key components that you really focus on? What should someone be thinking about as they're developing a plan with their doctor? When I'm working with a patient to develop a plan for weight loss, we try to approach it from a comprehensive way. And so we always want to focus on the lifestyle, the diet, and the exercise. And I try to assess what is the situation. Is this someone that really has the knowledge and it's just more the uh, biology is getting in the way, or is this someone that really needs more help with, with, with meal planning and recipes? So that's kind of step one, is to get that lifestyle down. Same with the exercise. Is this someone that can exercise? Is this someone that has had an amputation or has a problem where they can't do that? And so we try to assess what's possible for physical activity. And then we try to assess the home environment, the sleep, the family support, uh, other health issues like are they a smoker, we want to try to approach that as well. And that's the first part of the plan. If, if that's not working, that's when we can go to step two, which may be adding in a weight loss medication. And if you're working really hard at losing weight and you're not getting where you need to be, that's a perfect situation for adding in a weight loss medication. Because a lot of times, even with the best efforts, you're not losing weight. It's not your fault. That's human biology getting in the way. And medications address biology, and so that's how they can be helpful. So you have a great article on your website's blog about the dangers of all or nothing thinking, which I think can be particularly pervasive this time of year. Why is that mindset not particularly conducive for long-term success? All or nothing thinking can be difficult, not just with weight, but all aspects of life, but we see it a lot with weight. And this is a great time to talk about it because when you're starting a New Year's resolution, we see a lot of that all or nothing thinking and people try to be so perfect on their diet. And they may do that for a few days or a few weeks or even a few months, but eventually something happens and you just cannot, they can't be that strict all the time. Life happens. <laughs> yes. And so if we can have some kind of a balance so that we get some enjoyment, then I think that's really a really good approach because um, we can't deprive ourselves too much. The body will revolt. You, it will not accept that, and we have to allow ourselves some pleasure. So you have said rather than all-or-nothing thinking, you recommend that people take a begin-again mindset. So give us a practical example of how we could use a begin-again approach rather than black-or-white, all-or-nothing thinking. I think that goes along with the old adage, if at first you don't succeed, try again. And, you, you know, really... The more, the more effort that someone puts into it, the more likely they are to be successful at one, one time or another. And I think that people shouldn't beat up themselves if they're not successful because there are a lot of biological reasons why it can be difficult to lose weight, but that's when it's good to seek the care of an obesity doctor and see what additional treatments may be helpful. So it is the beginning of a new year. How do you encourage the folks at home to think about setting a goal for the new year? What is really worth focusing on? The thing to focus on is that this is not just for the new year. This is for the rest of your life. It can be daunting to think about making a permanent change. So take that one day at a time. But 
try to make that one day every day a little bit going a little bit more in the, in the, in the positive direction. The example I would give is someone who doesn't exercise. I tell them, when you get started, just exercise for five minutes. Set your watch for two and a half minutes, walk down the street, turn around and come home. And by taking those baby steps and adding a little bit to so the next day, six minutes, the next day, seven minutes, you can really start to make an impact. And next thing you know, it's March, it's June, it's you're coming up on the, the holidays again, and you've been sticking to it the entire year. All right, so this is a question I've been asking every physician we talk to. What is the number one thing you wish people knew about weight loss? The number one thing I wish people knew about weight loss is that this is a lifetime process. That I see so many people that think, or, or believe that they, they can lose the weight and then they can go back to their old lifestyle. And unfortunately, the, the bad news is that that isn't going to work. And so we really want to have that focus of the long-term lifestyle changes to lead to that permanent weight loss. And if that takes being on a medication to help with that, I think that's, that's completely fine, but I think the idea is just not to have that short-term focus, but to think about it for the long run. You're so right, though, because I do think so many people think, well, I'm just going to start this diet, do the diet for three months, I'll lose the weight, and then I can go back to you know life as it was. And that's just not the way the body works. Unfortunately, that's true, and that's why some of those 98% of people gain back their weight. Dr. Isaacs, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And we'd like to thank Novo Nordisk for their support of this program. Novo Nordisk is not responsible for the content of this show, nor have they influenced it in any way. I'd like to encourage you to visit truthaboutweight.com to learn more about the science of weight loss. Mm -hmm.